Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Our glory be to you, Lord. We offer you this time of uh, podcasting, of conversation, friendship, of evangelization for your glory and for the sanctification of the world. We thank you for your presence in our lives and uh, ask that you draw ever near, uh, fuel our hearts with love, uh, fill us with your presence and your, um, and the presence of your saints and angels. We're grateful for, uh, especially for the Holy Spirit in this time of Pentecost, and ask that he come evermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now, and ever shall be, world, world without, without end. end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Mikey. Amen. St. George, pray for us. No, is that is Michael that the Archangel? Oh, my shirt? Yeah, yeah I, say Michael. Oh, how could I get that wrong? The wings. That's my guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got both you know Michaels what, though, on today. In the, in the Egyptian thing, there was a saint with all like six wings. And I think he was carried, like, like he fell off of a precipice or was pushed off of something, uh, okay. and then he was saved, like caught by the angels. Nice. So they're behind him, but it looks just like he has a bunch of wings. Like they're holding him up and the wings yeah. are behind him. Yeah, we and actually, that. you know what? You can explain this to me because mm-hmm. it's an Eastern iconography thing. John the Baptist. John the Baptist yeah. with wings. Yeah, John the Baptist with wings. Um, so he is the messenger. So he is he is the new messenger. The we call him the holy prophet, forerunner, and Baptist John. So in his role as the messenger, preparing the way for Christ and preaching about the coming of the Messiah, they put wings on him because in the Old Testament the angels were the messengers, messengers. of God. In the New Testament, it becomes John the Baptist. So he's Elijah, of course, as Jesus says, but he's also mm. he takes the place of the angels. So we'll put angels on him to show his his role as messenger, announcer of the coming of the Messiah. Right. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Is it um, the, all the prophets, the old prophets, do they have wings like him as messengers or no? Um, he is the messenger. No, he is the messenger. I don't, I, right. I've never seen that, but I wouldn't doubt if it was there. My, one of my favorite things about the prophets is that in the icons of the prophets, if you have them all in one icon or if they're all in a line like on the iconostas, they're all in different poses. They're all looking different directions. Their hands are kind of flailing different directions. I feel like I might have told this on the podcast. Anyway, I confuse preaching and podcasting all the time, but... Um, the uh, like we're trying to remember which one I I told these things on. I don't ever pay attention. You got okay. a good audience. You just <laughs> repeat things. Exactly. Why not? Why not repeat? No things? problem here. But they're all in different postures, and so um, they all preached Christ, come the Messiah, in different ways. They all preached the same incarnation. They preached the same Christ that was going to come, the same Messiah. But they all did it in different ways. They're all kind of standing in different postures. And a beautiful thing about that that mm. I don't know if this is intended, but I noticed in some icons of the Ascension, when Christ is ascending into heaven, you have the apostles and the mother of God standing, watching the Ascension, and they're all in different poses. Mm. So it's like the, the, the return of Christ to the Father was something that they all reacted differently to. They all, they all kind of like the prophets preaching Messiah, they all reacted differently to the, the Messiah ascending back into heaven. Um, I and I, I think there might be something there in the iconography. I need to look it up. But there's something about, when, when, well, I mean, think about horribly when parents lose a child or you have a miscarriage or a child, they, they react differently. Whenever we lose somebody, whenever something's going away, we all tend to react differently. And so the, the, well, I would say would, with everything in life, yeah. that's like we say, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Everybody's got this very particular soul. Yeah. No? Everybody's yeah. different. You always go to these very intense examples. Sorry. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's, that's great. I mean, that's on my mind. That's what makes you 
you, Aww. buddy. That Aww. makes what makes you particular. <laughs> All right. Well, I I just want to mention a few sponsors for this morning's episode. We, we do have 15 minutes, though, right now. We have 15 starting minutes. Starting right now. So I, the short, him, I, I have a so, flight, so I need to run. All right. Well, calm down, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I just want to warn you before we get too what much of the that, sponsors. What was that thing that I think the queen told the people or the king? Keep calm and keep, keep calm going. And carry on. Carry on. Yeah. All right. Listen to the king's advice, all right? Sorry, sorry. So um, one of the sponsors for today is KBCO. Ah. On my drive over (laughs) while I was driving here late, the KBCO is a local radio station out of Boulder, Colorado. It's kind of a a liberal, hippie, fun-loving, very light, um, but environmentally conscious. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's very mostly bolder. music, but the, there is commentary, of course, yeah. between. Yeah. Well, this morning it was music, and it was okay. they played three of my favorite songs oh. in a row, and oh. I wasn't even thinking of it, and it pumped me up. Led Zeppelin, Over the Hills and Far Away. Okay. It was Spin Doctors, Two Princes. Okay. And then it was Tom Petty, Won't Back Down. <laughs> and I was jamming. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. I can't sing them for you because I don't want to ruin those beautiful songs. Okay. okay. KBCO, thank you for sponsoring. And if you sing, we'll get sued again, so we don't want to And maybe if I say KBCO is a sponsor because they did not contract this. Exactly. Um, here's one other, and then I'll let you be. Cool. Here, take this. Ooh. Gift, you can Ooh. look. There's three different salsas. Ooh. Three different salsas, and they're, I think it's mild, From my medium, home and state. hot. Okay, so this is why they are a sponsor. And they wrote this wonderful note along with these three New Mexican salsas, which I got very excited because I had talked about how I'm gardening lately. Yeah. And I want to make salsa. Yeah. So when I saw this in a box for Catholic stuff, you should know. I said, "Oh, that's for me. I feel so special." <laughs> Nobody ever sends me anything. Everybody sends whiskey to Father Nathan and and weird candies and stuff because he's always talking about food. Yep. Um, but this note says um, these share with Catholic stuff. You should know hosts, especially the lovely New Mexican Michael. Aww. That's you, man. These are truly bought and made in Hatch. New Mexico. Yeah, I miss that. Growing up in Albuquerque, you could get hash chili on every corner, roasted right in front of you. By is it when? Is it a fall thing? It's a seasonal thing. It though, is right? a seasonal thing, and I just when I was a kid, I didn't even perceive like what season it was. I was just being a kid, so honestly, I don't know. I just remember walking through the parking lots of the supermarket and smelling roasting hash green chili. It was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, so, thank when, you. Who was this? Who, who do I thank? It's a sticker from Priority Mail, oh. United States Postal Service. I okay. think it's from United States Postal Service. <laughs> it's from it's from somebody no, named I don't Priority know. We're, Mail. We're gonna have to figure that out. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. Whoever I'm did sure that. I'm sure we can I track that down. But cool. All right. You want to hear something about Catholic things? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I, side note because I'm because you mentioned it. I went to the subway in New Mexico, and I don't know why this stands out of all the beautiful things that I saw in New Mexico. At the subway, there is a green chili option to put on your sandwich. Mm, Yep. 
Everywhere you go, you got the green chili. Did you know that in New Mexico, Taco Bell has a green chili option? See? And I, when I traveled in eighth grade to D.C. for my eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C., we all went to Taco Bell, and I asked for green chili, and they looked like me and looked at me like I was crazy. Uh-oh. And I found out, I was like, hey, you don't have green chili? But they have literally packets of green chili in New Mexico. Oh, I don't know anymore. Packets. When I was a kid, packets of green chili that you could put on your Taco Bell. Like relish. Yeah, but it was, it was like just real, gr- oh, I don't know if it was Hatch, but it was real green chili. It was Taco Bell, after all. I but, love yeah. it. Yeah. All right, dude. Here's the thing. Because you want fast. I'm, I'm trying I'm to respect. Sorry. He's getting on a plane in five <laughs> yeah. minutes. All right. Exactly. Pretty close. Here's the thing. All I had was an analogy, but it's so beautiful and profound nice. that it will fill your week. Beautiful. I don't care. But 10 minutes is going to fill your week. Most right. of this stuff is, is 45 minutes, and it will be forgotten very quickly. Okay. And it should. <laughs> this is like no, a no, short no. homily that inspires people. I like it. I think something yeah. like that. I don't know. It's more of like an image. So I had two images coming together. One, I've been gardening, as you know. Yes. I love it. Yes. Father Jennings told me when I started college seminary, he said, every priest needs to garden. And I thought, you are a silly old man and <laughs> <laughs> who has a hobby that he's trying to promote. Yep. Uh, no, he said, Jesus is a gardener and every, every priest should garden. Well, I'm not saying that every Christian has to garden right now, but it's a good idea. It, I've learned a lot from it. And I'll show you a few kind of analogous situations that are helping me pray. And then the other one is that I had read recently Gregory of Nyssa mm-hmm. saying, um, he was re- he's reflecting over, come Holy Spirit and renew the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Or God send us your spirit and he will renew the face of the earth, right? Okay. And he says, what is, the, what is the face of the earth in need of renewal? And he says, it is your hearts. And he uses this, this image of taking the, the face of the earth being the desert that becomes filled with life. Mm. So the desert turning into a garden. But he says, this is your heart. Your heart is like a desert. There's, it's hard, it's mm. dry, it's rocky. There's no life there. Yeah. It's dead. Yeah. And it's got potential, but it's, you can't do anything about it. It's just there, you right. know, the desert. And he, he says, the Holy Spirit has the power to bring... Like the dew, you know, the, the moisture, the, the change. And so I'm thinking about this thing in light of my gardening. I started with this like flat plot. Yep. We live in the high desert. It's dry here. The, the ground is salty. It's clay. It's not very accommodating to mm-hmm. life. And so you have, to, you have to work it. You have to prepare it to be able to um, cultivate things, mm-hmm. right? So... I am just thinking about these like various images that can work into the the metaphor of your heart being the garden and what life in Christ, life as a religious person, what the Catholic life can offer to um, cultivate your garden, make your soul or your heart change from being a desert with a lot of potential but nothing nothing happening just death and boredom and dryness mm. and a sort of cold echoing nighttime right. <laughs> to a place filled with life mm. you know the vegetation of a garden the birds that come in when they say garden in the scriptures or in the metaphors it's more like 
like an oasis, like a whole, um, I don't know, like a valley, like a whole area filled with life, with animals, with uh, trees and everything. Not just like a the garden plot where I can look over and see ve- my little vegetables, mm, you know. Right. But like you're surrounded by vegetation and everything. Okay. So, um, so, so far, are you tracking? I know I'm yes. going to have to like run through this. No, so it's it. going to be less of a conversation okay. as much as like <laughs> I'm going to present it to you and then you can give me feedback. Perfect. Is that Perfect. All right? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fuel for your journey. There we go. For your plane ride. There we go. And I'll also um, share with you links to Tom Petty, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> and Spin Doctors. I actually paid for Spotify. I dropped Netflix and paid for Spotify. So yes. I can now download those songs on my computer. I'm telling you. Okay. So I have these images, and we can all work on this together. Because I think the basic image is scriptural. It's, I mean, the garden it's an image of heaven. It's an image of where we came from. It's human potential. It's the heart. It's all of these beautiful things. So it's the kind of image that I think is perennial. Like there's some images that like work for a time and you can learn. And then there's others that are like, this could define your whole Christian life hmm. without really lacking much. Okay. So my thought was this, it, as as God and our encounter with God through religion changes us, it takes this hard desert land and then turns it into like a verdant garden. There are things that only God can provide. So what do, what do the plants need? As I'm planting these plants, I'm realizing they need, um, they need, Sunlight and water, mostly. And then they need to be in the earth so they can draw from the nutrients. And they have to have some substance. So if you take sunshine and water and you water dead ground, nothing will grow. Right. You have to have a seed. Sure. There has to be some seed. There has to be something that can grow, right? Um, my analogy is, th- is this that I'm working with. The seed is the word of God. Now, I didn't make that up. Right. Somebody else did. Yes. <laughs> he was genius. Right. His name is Jesus. <laughs> so the seed is the word of God. And that means both Jesus, but also like the words that he speaks. So the scriptures and even sacramental life. But there are some very specific things. It's not everything. It's just the ways that we hear the voice of God and encounter God. So it's Jesus. And it's the most accessible ways to get to Jesus. And so I would, I would say the words of Jesus are a very particular kind of expression of the word that is Jesus. So it, the best way to access that word is to read the Bible, is to pray on the scriptures. Okay, so that's the seeds. You need... You need all these different kind of aspects of Jesus, ways that he relates to us, gifts that Jesus can give to us, graces that he can give to us, that are different kinds of seeds that plant in your garden. Okay. Some people have a very limited garden, and they just have a few things growing. But the, mo- the healthiest garden has a lot of different things going on. How do I become, how do I learn to be angry with Jesus? 
mm-hmm. or over the right things? How do I learn to, to share my joys with Jesus? How do I learn not to be selfish, but to think of other people? He teaches us many, many things, right? And we learn from his example. We become Jesus in a, in a way. And there's so many different facets. So we can think of that as lots of different seeds or different kinds of seeds. The word of God. Uh, the seed is the word of God and it's sown in the ground. Okay. So you have this substance and then you need light and you need, uh, or you need the sun and you need water, right? The sun classically is the love of God, the presence of God. It's kind of this mysterious, far thing. You can't control it at all. You can enjoy it, but it can also burn you. Um, it's, it, it's absolutely necessary for life. It kind of keeps everything in order and in orbit, um, stabilizes everything. But it's sort of this very quiet and profound mystery afar that fuels everything, and yet you can never like quite figure out what is that and how did it get there and why is it stable and is it really, you know, as important as it is, but it is, you know. Um, and it just quietly comes up and down every day and right. is, is like an absolutely essential part of our life that you could forget about all the time. Right. Um, so the love of God um, is something that a Christian has to just live in and be aware of, open ourselves to you know, every day. The heart that is aware of the love of God is the heart that's going to be growing, mm. you know. And if you decide to live in the dark and you push God away, you can have a good foundation, you can have a lot of seeds sown, and you're just not going to grow, Yeah. right? And in fact, some things are going to die. So that's kind of why we recommend this, or Jesus recommended, do this in memory of me. Have ritual practices. Go to church every Sunday. Pray prayers all the time. Um, stay in within the orbit, you know? Yeah. Take um, in what God is offering you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and make it such a regular part of your life. Yeah. And then the spirit is the water. That's a kind of a classic image of the spirit. The dew that comes into the, into the, uh, gar- into the desert and feeds the people. This dew that drops down and then becomes flaky food mm. um, where there was none you know, and feeds the people and also transforms the earth. I mean, that's really where it changes. You got that hard packed ground. If you start watering it, then um, things can grow and things will grow. That's kind of the earth. Yeah. It's kind of the weird thing about the earth is like, they'll get there. Um, So um, you have to water. I mean, I have to water, but the the world waters and the earth waters. And I think the the Christian life in in the Catholic religion waters... Um, it just provides the Holy Spirit in so many different ways. In a regular way, it just feeds what's there, you know, feeds that, that seed. Um, so I got those three pieces. And then the last thing is what, what can we do? And I think there's two things. Because you can't, we don't provide the sun, you know. We can't make that. There's nothing artificial that can do that. That comes from, that is God, the love of God. You can't pretend that, you can't make that up. No wishful thinking is the same as the love of God. You know, there's happy people who tell themselves they're happy and they're, eh, you know, <laughs> or it'll run out. There, you know, there, but there are real reasons to be, you know, you really are loved by God yeah. and you can be aware of that all the time, you know. Okay, so then uh we can't provide the seed we but we can receive it we can't provide the sun but we can receive it we can't provide the water you know these are the gifts of the holy spirit of god um of the trinity of god 
But we can till the soil. You can take your hoe and, and do the hard work of finding places that are still cold, broken, mm-hmm. dry, um, and that we haven't decided to allow to open to God. Yeah. And you can just crack it down. <laughs> yeah, break up the hard crust, the hard surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And you could pull the weeds. Yeah. If the weeds are distractions, if the weeds are sin, all these things, you can pull the weeds, get rid of those. They can choke out the, the seed, you know, mm-hmm. when it grows up. Um, so, of course, these things come from the parable of, of Jesus. But I think those are things that we can do. And then you can fertilize. And I like this one because this was fun thinking of on the way over was the fertilizer is like life provides you with fertilizer. Okay. There's lots of fertilizer, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, if you just let it let it be, yeah. and you accept it, yeah, because you with trust that it's going to help, it's not going to hurt. I mean, you could you could shovel it all out of your garden, right? And try to get rid of it. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot of time doing that because it keeps coming. Right. I don't know how it gets there. Right. Probably people walking their dogs. Yeah. People like letting their cows graze on your land. Right. But it gets there. There's plenty of fertilizer in life. Yeah. But if you get rid of it, I mean, it smells bad. It's we. It's 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 like doesn't seem to fit. It's ugly, but it will make your garden strong. Yeah. The saints come from this place of really accepting reality in its darkness, sufferings, problems, weaknesses, real ugly things in their garden. Yeah. And they don't just just get rid of it, you know. They right. let it. They they dwell there. Yeah. And um, even people, you know, like I. This is one of the things that makes you a rich person, and I love this. And I'm not trying to inflate your ego, but <laughs> I want to honor you and other people. And I hope to imitate the same. Is uh, there are people who are afraid to be around people who have weaknesses mm-hmm. or are complicated or are ugly in ways or have, uh, because they feel like their own cleanliness and sanitariness are threatened, you yeah. know? But that's where you learn to love. Yeah. That's where you get challenged. That's where you find, like, you grow and become a profound person. And th- to meet people who are can love anybody in any, any situation and feel, like, even comfortable, you know, in any situation is a profound thing because yeah. not everybody can do that. My sister told me at one point, she says, grow where you're planted, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I like to think about that, but it's hard. Yeah. That's not easy. Yeah. Not when you're planted in a place that is very frustrating or difficult or something. You right. Know? There's something beautiful what you said with the fertilizer, and I don't want to take this analogy too far, but there's something about, you know, if the fertilizer, we can say, is in a sense, sin is one type of fertilizer. We'll say one type of fertilizer. And sin, either the sin that, that others um, have, ooh, my gosh, Time went, time flew by. Oh, the sin that yeah, others have I and th- that, that I, I am mm. the victim of their sin or I'm the victim of my own sin and I cause my own sin. So, but God can always take sin, the negative things, fertilizer, if you will, the evil things, and and make them good, make them helpful. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we, we can be surrounded by sin, by the, the fertilizer, and it, it can seem distracting. It can seem... Um, that, that, that it's not going to be helpful at all and that it'll actually distract you from the good. But, of course, God can take those things and make them good. And it's it's been a great practice for me when I, when I see the negativity and the sin that, that, that either I cause or others cause me, and, and I force myself to say, how is God making this 
into something good because that's what he, that's his job, right? That's what he does. He takes evil mm-hmm. that that we cause that others cause, and he he makes it into good. He's kind of the he's a great father. He's a great master in that way, and in, in kind of guiding these things in our life. And so the fertilizer is necessary. You know, nobody would say you know feces is is helpful. You know, for much, but for gardens, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it needs that for fertilizer, and there can be. There can be that way of uh, of allowing God to transform those things that so we don't feel overwhelmed by them, but rather say, okay, our Lord is going to make these things helpful, and let me just be open to perceive how He's doing that, even if it takes years. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then maybe the last point I'll make because we got to do this is um, sit back sometimes and um, admire the garden. Yeah. You know, respect yourself enough to look mm. at your life and say, thank you, God. And not to have the, the silly arrogance. I do this. Okay. You know, I, I did this the other day to look at your garden and say, I did that. Okay. Because you did not do much. <laughs> you know? Yep. You, I mean, really. Yeah. The plants are 90% water. Yeah. The sunlight makes it grow. Yep. The soil is where. What did I do? Yeah. Did I make any of that? No. Yeah. And that's true about our lives, too. It's like, okay, you helped, little boy. Right. (laughs) And if you didn't, it wouldn't be there. Right. So that's good. Exactly. But to look back at my life and say, thank you, God, Mm -hmm. you're making great things. Mm -hmm. But I agree, because there needs to be that that balance that is so hard to find between God doing 100% of the work and me doing 100% of the work. And saying, how does that work out that things, your garden wouldn't exist without you. So yeah, amen, pat yourself on the back. But you, even your desire for that, and you can say there, there should be true confidence that comes through doing a good job on those things. But right, that so quickly, especially through the temptation of the devil, can turn into arrogance. We need to avoid that, you know, like the plague. Yeah. All right. All right Mike. Blessings, brother. Have yes. great travels. Thank you. Travel with the angels, St. Michael the Archangel, and your... Uh, St. Jo- John the Baptist, the John angel. the Baptist, yep. The messenger. Fly with us in the, fl- in the flight, yeah. Amen. Okay. Like we'll Bye. see you soon. Take care. Catholic Stuff You Should Know uh, at gmail.com. I'm going to be in t- no, Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. It's been too Happy long. summer, people. Happy gardening. God bless. Love y'all. Glory to Jesus Christ, Father Michael O'Loughlin again, Los Angeles Religious Ed Congress 2019, uh, grabbing random people off of the walkway here, and uh, those who uh, responded first to my Instagram feed, and uh, here, I'll introduce yourself, but we got a swole Catholic, Representative Swole Catholic, and I'm looking forward to talking to this guy, how uh, how he works for the kingdom of God with his ministry, so please go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Paul McDonald, uh, with Swole Catholic. Yeah, amen. And and what do you do? What does Swole Catholic do? So Swole Catholic, our, the big thing that we want to do is encourage faithful fitness. You know, we think your fitness plays into your faith as much as your faith into your fitness. I mean, we're a body and a soul. you got to be building both. Yeah. And how do people get in touch? So get in touch. Uh, we function a lot out of Instagram, um, as well as just like our website, our email. Uh, we, we also have kind of outposts across the country. So... You know, there's these different people who are just as passionate about this as we are and just kind of sprinkled around the country. And, you know, they can, you know, get in contact with them to see what's going on in their area. How'd you get into this? 
So this started in college for me. So the heart of School Catholic really started about six years ago. Um, so college is when I started to learn about the gym, started to figure out, you know, I had my roommates teaching me how to lift and how to kind of put these, you know, the different steps together. Uh, at the same time, um, I was also having my reversion back to the faith. And so two big things going on in my life. And I started leading Bible studies my sophomore year. And it seemed like every single week I was making a reference or an analogy back to the gym. It's just like these two, these two go together. This, this makes sense. And, and so that's really where the, the heart of School Catholic started. Um, the name comes, comes from, uh, it's a, you know, it kind of... That was going to be a question. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. yeah, it comes across a bit of as a, you know, we get chuckles all the time and right. little snickerings. But uh, with School Catholic, uh, so we're from Colorado and, you know, CU has the buffs. And so their, their Catholic group is buff Catholic. Okay. Uh, the, you know, so you can't use that. <laughs> right, you can't use that one. But, you know, just kind of going out of that idea of, you know, there's this group for them. There's, you know, Varsity Catholic, there's Focus, there's Bear Catholic at UNC, etc. So there's these different groups for these different people. But it's like, there's nothing for the recreational fitness person. There's nothing for the gym bro, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. And so we just started playing around with some names. Swole Catholic stuck. Uh, made, you know, a handful of t-shirts for me and my Bible study guys. And that's, yeah, that's kind of where it started. And we officially had our official launch uh, at SEEK 2017. Okay. Um, so the reason I don't work out is because I don't want to be arrogant. Just kidding. <laughs> There's multiple reasons. Um, but um, how do you what, how, how do you balance I have other questions in line too that are a little less uh, uh, in your face but mm-hmm. um, how, do you, how do you balance that that um, let's say what could become for many uh, vanity mm-hmm. or or uh, arrogance uh, judging others all the way that these things are bad mm-hmm. with the obviously caring for the human body because mm-hmm. God created it and our body's good and there's a certain care we need to take up definitely uh, so the vanity piece can be a huge struggle especially in the idea of like bodybuilding or physique kind of competitions uh, but it always comes back to you know why are you doing what you're doing and, you know, there's like, there's a spectrum of just the, you know, the body, if you will. So on one end, you've got the Gnostics where it's body's bad, soul's good. The other side is more or less the world where it's glorify the world or glorify your body, do what's right. And so seeking to find that, that mean between those extremes, yeah. that virtue spot. Um, I know, you know, like a practical way to kind of help do that. Uh, I had a friend who every time he would go into the gym before he would do anything he would pray the litany of humility which glutton for punishment for sure (laughs) um but you know just that that way you can remind yourself oh yeah this i'm not here for me yeah yeah Uh, you mentioned a word i wanted to bring up uh, the word virtue so um i think one of the one of the best aspects of, of being healthy physically is that you cannot be healthy physically without good habits. Mm-hmm. And of course, virtue is living a life of good habits. We, we build up virtue. We have to actually have to work on them. Um, this isn't, you know, that, that's another kind of dichotomy in the church is that um, there, there's a, especially in the, in the Byzantine church, we're here in our Byzantine booth, um, the Byzantine fathers were very explicit about um, if you can work to make holiness easier, you should do that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it'll never be easy. There'll always be another step to go towards salvation in Christ and holiness. But, but if you can say, 
okay, the, we, we, if you can fast on Fridays and you can say, you know what? I'm going to extend it to Wednesdays too. The ancient tradition was Wednesdays and Fridays. And then you extend it to Monday through Friday and you can say, I never could have done that three years ago. I, I, I was having trouble giving up meat just on Fridays. But now I can say, I have had the experience over and over and over again of wanting something, namely meat, and not having it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a virtue. To be able to say, I want something immensely and I have the, the personal willpower and the ability to not do something I want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure right now, the difference between me getting up and you getting up in the morning to work out, it's much easier for you to do that than it is for me because you've built up the virtue, mm-hmm. even though it was hard at some point, I'm sure, you've built out that virtue where you've, you've seen the, the results, you, you've, you've told yourself, experienced the fact that it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so what, what is the role of virtue and habit in the life of, of, of a faithful, uh, what you call him, gym rat? What you call him? <laughs> gym bro. Gym bro, I like that, okay. Uh, yeah, it's discipline. I mean, it comes down to discipline. And that's, that's the, I think, the easiest comparison that you can do sometimes between your faith life and your, your physical life is just the fact that, yeah, you need discipline in order to stick to a prayer schedule. You need discipline in order to stick to a workout schedule. I'm not entirely sure if that answers no, that question. No, absolutely. Because we have a, the fifth... Thursday of the Great Fast here in the Byzantine Church, we have a, a service called the uh, the, um, the Canon of St. Andrew of Crete. He wrote this big long, the canon's like the section of our morning prayer. Our morning prayer, if done correctly in monasteries, would take three hours. So um, the canon, even for our parish services, takes three hours. And you during that three hours, you do, depending on what form you use, between 150 and about 400 prostrations. So knees to the ground, forehead to the ground, kneel back up, stand back up, three to 400 times. Now, the idea is that you've been doing this in your cell or it is in much lesser degree in morning and evening prayer every day. So you're kind of working up to this mm-hmm. the canon of Andrew of Crete, but it doesn't matter how many, uh, how many prostrations person has done. All of us walk out of church on Thursday morning limping and holding onto the handrail going down the steps. And it's like, and I, I look at that and I say, my spirit is fulfilled and drained by three hours of prayer in a row. My body is exhausted and drained, but there's something about watching somebody limp out of church because of all this frustration. Like, that is prayer. Mm-hmm. That right there, the entire body has been used in prayer. So is that as one aspect of what you guys do is to say, even in our prayer, our, our body is an expression of prayer and a healthy, physically fit body is a response in faith to God's call. Yeah, definitely. It, with content-wise, I mean, we put out a blog to help encourage some of these types of ideas. Uh, you know, like, what you're describing sounds like Catholic burpees. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, being exactly. able to involve your body in your prayer, I think, is huge. Um, it helps with focus. It can help with getting your your mind in the right place by changing your body or using your body for different positions even like and I know if when I'm really scatterbrained I have to lay prostrate uh, to really kind of clear out those distractions and focus on God and so you know we try to help other people get to those kind of conclusions through through like our content side of things so if you had to break down your content and, and give me like the main sections of what you offer to, to Catholics who want to participate in your program what would that be so there's our blog on our website, um, and then Insta- Instagram is really where we function a lot of. Uh, so different kind of 
I don't know, challenges or posts. Like this last advent, we did a challenge uh, where every day you'd get uh, an email that describes, um, like, you know, something about, you know, like, advent this week, this year was like three weeks. And so the first week was, you know, let's focus on preparing our body. And then second week, let's focus on preparing our, our soul. And then last is let's focus on preparing what our mind on okay. pre- on getting ready for the coming of Christ. Yeah. So it's a, would, would you call it a community? I mean, do, do people interact with each other? And, and as if I had a, a roommate who was inspiring me to be healthy, I can find that online. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that would be our, like, our outposts. Um, I know in like Arvada, like that's where we're at of Colorado. Uh, you know, we try to do events, you know, especially over the summer. Last summer we were doing trail runs. So let's, hey, let's meet up. Let's go for a trail run. And then, you know, let's go grab a beer afterwards yeah. and actually have that the community aspect of it. Uh, and then like our outposts, you know, they're do- all doing different things throughout the country. You know, like Orlando, we've got some ladies who like to do rosary runs. So, mm-hmm. hey, come join us. Let's, let's say a rosary while we go for a run. Yeah. It was, I loved, I graduated from the University of Steubenville in Ohio, Francis University. And there was one year when I, I had kind of switched up my friend set for different reasons when I was there. And, uh, and one of my group of friends would, uh, we would, uh, gather for dinner on our Friday night. We'd meet in the cafeteria. We'd eat dinner together. And then we'd uh, say, okay, what are we doing tonight? And it was a lot of going into Pittsburgh, right? It was the closest big town. So we're going we're gonna to drive there 45 minutes into Pittsburgh. And then uh, before that, okay, what time are we leaving? Well, if we start a holy hour at 6, then we can leave at 7.15. There was always an assumption of a holy hour. And mm. I, we're going to get it in every day. Absolutely. And so, and I honestly, I don't think I would have done it. I mean, if, if I had friends that said, like, hey, we're leaving for Pittsburgh in 10 minutes, I would have done it. I would have been like, yeah. I'll do my whole hour when I get home at 3 in the morning. Yeah, right, you know. Um, so so there's, there was that. And I love that because after a while, talk about, you know, discipline and, and virtue and ha- good habits. Um, after a while, I thought that's just part of my Friday evening. Mm-hmm. This holy hour, go off my friends, come back and go to bed. It was, it was so beautiful to have that community. Um, do you have any online support for people that don't have that community in, in their immediate area? Uh, currently, no. Okay. Um, what it would be would be, you know, maybe you're following our Instagram and, you know, we've got, you know, we'll post like workouts, like, oh, you know, workout of the week. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that can be helpful. Uh, if, if, you know, accountability is your piece, then, you know, we, we're, we're, we're still growing. We're still trying to figure out, you know, some of these other pieces. Um, so, I mean, we're open to ideas on, on anything like that. Uh, but currently, no. If, if, I, if I woke up at six in the morning, and I, I sent a, a message to your Instagram feed, and I said, having trouble getting out of bed. Would you think somebody in the community would respond and say something like, check in in 10 minutes if you're not out of bed? Yes. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. I, I, I run the Instagram, um, and so it's, like, I'll, I'll definitely try to respond yeah. to messages right away. So it's like, if, that, if that's something that, that would happen, I would definitely yeah. jump on that. And that's one of the things yeah. that I've seen with, with young people is that I, like, I, I do a lot in like, um, young people and homeless ministry and things, and there's a lot of people that get depressed suicidal, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a lot of temptation towards impurity, things like that. And if you have some sort of like in the moment, it's almost like an accountability partner you'd have yeah. for like getting up, working out, whatever it is, yeah. keep staying pure. But they'll, they'll look now to random strangers online. Yeah. And, and there are some great forums online that provide that human mm-hmm. response. And I, I can imagine for, for, for getting up and working out, that might be something yeah. that people might turn to you guys. Yeah. For, I mean, so. I get up at 5 a.m. So, I mean, yeah. if you're getting up at 6, <laughs> you can message me. I'll message back. So. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I might try this if I want to get my act together. That sounds good. So, all right. Any, anything else you want to share about what you do? 
Uh, it's just, I don't know, I just, we love ex getting people to try to seek excelling in, you know, in their mind and their body and their soul. And it's been, it's been a really fun time just get, meeting the different people and being able to yeah, encourage and hear just amazing stories yeah. from, from people about, about how not only their physical life has helped their spiritual life or their spiritual life has helped their physical life and, com and completely rewrote their history. So. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you. And any shout-outs? Uh, Ryan Mack, you get a shout-out. And, and Erica, my wife. Nice. Beautiful. All right, bud. Very nice to meet you and chat with you. Likewise, you. thank you. all you do. Thank you.